Welcome to the Ike Badgers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and you are listening to the Badgers and Friends Podcast series from Ike Badgers. That's 12 weeks, 12 episodes, 12 players, 12 tremendous conversations. And we're getting right to it. Today we sit down with John Chanel, fullback who likes to run guys over and block for the running backs up there in Madison. So we're excited to have a fullback and we're excited to talk to John. Here we go. Let's get into it. But first, I want to talk about my good friends over at Team Get It Done. Jimmy Ryan, host of the Get It Done podcast, is leading these conversations with CEOs, with hardworking individuals, essentially people that know how to get it done and who have sweat and persevered in their industry to get to the top. And they want to share their stories with us. So make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or Spotify. That's the Get It Done podcast from Jimmy Ryan and Team Get It Done. And now, KJ, take it away. John Chanel, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. For those who don't know John, he's a huge reason why Wisconsin is so highly respected when it comes to running backs and a strong ground game. Um, you know, lost behind the glory of a lot of talented offensive lines, lost behind the talent of a lot of dynamic running backs, oftentimes is a fullback doing the dirty work, helping put those groups in position to succeed. And a lot of what he does doesn't always show up in the box score, but that doesn't make it any less important. So we're really excited. Uh, this is the first fullback we've talked to. And, um, you know, fun fact, John also happens to be the older brother of Leo on the Badgers as well. So Leo Chanel, um, I'm, pr- I'm pronouncing your last name right. Yeah, yeah, Chanel. A lot of uh, a lot of people pronounce it like Chanel or Chanel. So you're doing That's good. That's what I thought. Okay, cool. So so we're gonna cover all that. My name is KG Ikeset. We're here with John Chanel, and you're listening to the Ike Badgers podcast. Okay, so John, you're from Grantsburg, Wisconsin, way up there in the I would say mm-hmm. west northwest portion of the state, and pretty close to Minnesota. Yeah, and- yeah. Yeah, a lot of your recruiting profiles had you as a linebacker, and we saw you were originally going to play ball for North Dakota before recruiting trip with your bro, saw you guys both end up at Wisconsin, and we're really thankful for that. Uh, could you just tell us about that last-minute switch, like what you remember about it and how you ended up making the decision? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I was committed to North Dakota, as you said. Uh, a lot of it was where can I find a scholarship, uh, where do I belong right now, and where can I have the most success? Uh, and so I was committed to North Dakota on a half ride scholarship. So they're going to pay 50%. And, uh, they just said, that's the best thing can give me right now, uh, with them being an FCS school and everything. So they can, they can only give, you know, it's a smaller amount than what they can give in, you know, here FBS schools. Uh, so mm-hmm. I had that, I was, I mean, they're my really only big offer, uh, coming out of school. I had a lot of division two stuff. Um, but I really didn't think the badges were that interested, um, but I took my uh, game day visit the same time Leo did. And they just told me that they had an open uh, preferred walk-on spot. Uh, I got started really late in the, um, you know, the whole run for uh, playing football in college. Um, So they didn't have any open scholarship spots left for my grade. So when I went to visit, uh, they said, we have a preferred walk-on spot for you. We'd love to have you. And I was like, well, heck yeah. I mean, it's Wisconsin. It's the badges. It's, I grew up watching these guys. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's really what um, Leo and I were dreaming of, where we were dreaming of going. And so when I I just, when they laid that out, I just took it right away. I'm saying, heck yeah, I'm excited for this. I want to be a part of this, um, you know, storied uh, university and franchise. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I have a younger brother myself. So a couple things you said right there kind of hit the nail right in the head. Uh, I just remember when I was applying for schools, I was like the oldest uh, kid in a family. So my parents really didn't have any idea of like what to do in the process. And I think a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, when you're early in that stuff, it just like helps reduce a lot of mistakes. And by the time like the child number two and the, and the child number three go through it, it's like yeah. smooth sailing and, and we had to learn the hard mm-hmm. way. So, so I hear you a little bit there. Um, yeah. I mean, talk about a dream come true. You know, that's, that's really cool. Even at a young age, just to like have, have those dreams and uh, certain things fall mm-hmm. into place. Like it, it may not be perfect, but, but yeah, that's really cool. So staying in high school, like what was it like playing in West Northwest Wisconsin uh, alongside your brother? Like, and, and what do you do? Would you guys like practice against each other 24 seven growing up? And could you just talk about that for a sec? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it's a lot different than what we're doing now. Uh, Football in northwestern Wisconsin, it's it's pretty much a lot of small schools dispersed throughout the area. Our school was we I graduated with fifty nine kids, so you can imagine how small you know. And we were one of the bigger schools in the area, hmm. so we we played Division six football. Um, my freshman year, I was at a different school, Division seven, even one hundred forty kids in the school. So a lot of it um, was. You know, it's a, it's a slower speed, um, you know, a little bit less talent, less size, but definitely the speed was a huge thing playing there. Um, and it's a little bit harder, in my opinion, just to get noticed from that small of an area, that small of a school. And so Leo and I had to work uh, extra hard just to get um, in the eye of, you know, the Badgers or any really universities at that point. Um, but as far as practice, you know, Leo and I, uh, for the most part, I was the tailback. Leo was fullback. So we'd be, we both play linebacker as well. And we just, we never really lined up against each other. We had something, uh, we called pirate circle, I guess, which we, we went one-on-one drills and you've probably seen this doing that at the, like here as well. So it's all a lot of fun. Uh, but we really never went head to head. Uh, but I mean, it was a lot of fun. Uh, competition wasn't as high, uh, and just really, we didn't, we did never end up actually winning state. We made it, uh, I think, I think I was like 40, 42 and five on my career or something. And I could never make it to camp Randall. So that was, was, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we always ended up getting kicked out of playoffs in the third or fourth round, but I mean, it was, it was really fun, especially playing with Leo and him blocking for me. And so, yeah. Yeah. That must've been fun. Just kind of, I mean, taking it back to, just my brother and I were to your age difference kind of going up against, you know, there's a lot of it. We're on the same team. There's a lot of it when you're competing against each other, but like you said, just fun throughout. Um, but yeah, you also made me think about how it is, you know, no joke when it comes to trouble getting noticed when you're in those rural areas. And you made me think of Jim Leonard being a guy from Ladysmith. I mean, anyone who's ever been up there knows there's not much there, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like an inspiration that, uh, no matter you know where you're from, no matter how how small it might be, whether it's D six, D seven, or you know you talk about these late guys who who just started playing football, um, th- there always is kind of just a funny way of things working out, opportunities presenting themselves. And do you have any advice for just the kids maybe in that same position who might be looking for some hope? I mean, the way I look at it is 
you can have all these things come at you. You can have, you know, you're in a small school, you might not get noticed. Maybe you're not the fastest, maybe you're not the strongest, but it's really taking responsibility for those things and saying, this is what I can control. This mm-hmm. is how much I can uh, do to make myself, no- get myself noticed. And so Leo and I just realized that we have to work extra hard, maybe even harder than uh, maybe someone at a bigger school has to work, but we're going to do that because, and it, you're right, it was a point of motivation for us. So it really helped us to work harder, um, reach out more, do more on our end to get noticed and eventually, you know, make it here. Man, so many questions I could go off of, but, but one last one before we get too off to- uh, off topic, but was there like a, like a moment or a move or something? The fascinating aspect about this is just things that you could control that's kind of why I'm going with this is like, was there like a particular move you guys made, whether it's a camp you went to an email you sent like a person you had lunch with that maybe like was like a big break, so to speak, and maybe getting you guys on the scene a little more, or could you talk about that for a sec? Yeah. I mean the, actually the biggest thing was the camps and that's something I really want to hit on is that if maybe if you're a young kid that wants to get noticed or whatever, it's, Leo and I coming from a small school, we don't hear about all these things like the camps you got to go to, the the combines potentially. Um, it's a lot of stuff that you don't realize when you're going to a small school, but that's just like an everyday thing for everyone else that knows they're going, you know, D1 or whatever. But really reaching out and getting to those camps, getting in the eyes of the coaches, uh, maybe, you know, because we had we came to the Wisconsin camp and, and this was the, the point when I noticed or when I would say that things really started picking up is we, we uh, did a string of three camps. We went to Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. And uh, mm-hmm. two out of three of those were the full, like full pads. So Wisconsin were your full pads. And uh, the coaches were just keeping an eye on Leo and I, and they had us go one-on-one quite a bit. And, you know, they were just t- putting us to the front of the line. Okay, let's see what you can do. Let's see what you can do. And a lot of us just getting in the eyes of the coaches. And so Leo and I ended up doing that. And after that, it was pretty much, we opened up a line of communication communication with the coaches and so that's that's the big turning point i think for us you hear it everywhere across every industry and across so many stories it's all about getting that foot in the door and it sounds kind of like that was those camps were your your way of getting the foot in the door so i think that's amazing you know just even if kids are out there in these rural areas and and might might seem like they're like the furthest thing away from you know recruiting or texas football or, or whatever you know, the opposite of that might be, you know, maybe the first step is just get to a camp. Maybe the next step is get to a second one. But, uh, but yeah, thanks for touching on that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, one last thing about high school. Do you have a favorite moment from high school ball? Um, high school football. Uh, I guess my senior year, uh, it was in the playoffs, you know, we were going against this stack team, uh, relatively speaking because we were smaller school, but they were, they were stacked. They had a great running back. Uh, we were going against, Durand um and I guess we were it was back and forth zero zero and low scoring halftime and just kind of um a lot of guys stood up we started talking we started you know saying this is what we got to do and you know coming out of that second half we just blew up the scoreboard and ended up winning I don't like 42 to 7 or something like that and it was just that moment of uh just really being together as a team and really uh 11 guys at the same time, all with the same goal in mind, accomplishing that goal. Um, that's just one really, really big uh, moment for me and our team. Yeah, that's, I mean, it sounds like, a, yeah, like a halftime inspiration-fueled dominant second half. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty fun. Um, 
you know, almost makes you think of that Michigan game a little bit a couple of years ago. You guys had him in the first half, but the second half really, really put the throttle down. Uh, bringing it back a little bit, um, we talked about how you guys played both linebacker and, and a little bit of tailback, fullback, and it's not uncommon for Badgers recruits to switch positions. As we've seen the guys like TJ Watt, et cetera, gone to have mm-hmm. massive success even. And can you tell us about the position change from your point of view and how things transpired? Um, yeah. So freshman year, I, you know, report to, what was it? It was, so I report to summer conditioning and um, right away it was like, okay, we got a lot of linebackers. Um, right now you're sliding as a linebacker, but I mean, there's, we're thinking there's a lot of uh, opportunity for you a fullback and this and that and said that we think this is the best course to go. And I'm, and here I am just like, well, yeah, I, whatever I can do to play, I want to, I want to do that for the team. I want to do that um, and help out any way I can. And so that's when I switched to fullback and I really, um, I really got into the wing of Ingold and just that guy is, you know, such a leader, such a, a phenom on the field anyway, but uh, I think I really appreciated having him there to help me and guide me. And so that was really important just to have someone there that's willing to help you if you ask. Man, that's awesome. Cause I, I definitely want to hit on, hit a little more on him uh, as we go through the podcast. How about this, John, what's a fun fact about fullbacks that the audience might not know much about? What do all Badger fans need? A great place to watch the game, of course. That's where our good friend Jeff Johns comes in. Jeff is one of the hardest working realtors serving Madison, Milwaukee, and everywhere in between. If you're looking to buy or sell your next home, condo, or investment property, Jeff is the guy to talk to. For a free, no-obligation market review of your home or buyer consultation, you can reach out to him at 262-442-2700. Again, that's 262-442-2700. Jeff Johns of EXP Realty. Tell him we sent you. Brian Butcher, I've worn a lot of apparel throughout my career, and I can tell you this. Iron Jack is the most advanced performance gear I've ever worn. It infuses pure silver into all of its gear throughout a proprietary process called Silver Ion Technology, which kills 99.9% of the bacteria and fungus caused when you sweat. For the lifetime of the gear, no other brand offers this world-class antimicrobial protection, comfort, and performance. Join Iron Jock Nation and get yours at ironjock.com. That's ironjoc.com. Iron Jock, it's what's inside. How about this, John? What's a fun fact about fullbacks that the audience might not know much about? Uh, okay. Fun fact. Um, I guess every fullback in his like in his heart, you want to be a running back. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> a fun fact like, like so, it's a fullback dive. Everyone has like every fullback in his mind just probably thinks, okay, maybe I can bounce this and take it to the house. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know you gotta just you know put your nose down and get that whatever one two yards. But I mean, it, I know in everyone's mind they wanna they wanna try to make a big play at one point or another. Man, that is just so relatable. That is like one of the realest things I've ever heard. I love that. Um, How about this? So Wisconsin is known for having the reputation of an OLU, RBU, you name it. And they have a long list of players in the NFL taken at the top of the draft, the middle rounds, the undrafted ranks coming from all sorts of backgrounds, collegiate awards, pro awards. And as we touched on, 
oftentimes fullbacks don't share in as much of the glory, but play a massive important role in success nonetheless. And you kind of think about these guys like uh, San Francisco in the NFL, they had a down year this year, but the previous year they had, you know, that, that uh, I think it was usage his name was. And then, um, yeah. and then you know, Alec Ingold and uh, you, you just see it. And these guys don't often get all the glory, but you even see the Packers draft a guy like Josiah Deguara one of these tight ends who can also be these versatile fullbacks. Uh, bringing it all back, John, how much pride did it give you to play a part in just furthering those OLU and those RBU traditions at Wisconsin? I mean, it was uh, it was really big for me. And, um, you know, look, just under the leadership of the guys and the coaches putting you in the right positions, it's it was really an honor to play under those guys and, you know, to block and to create holes for them. But uh, at the end of the day, it's – I mean, it's 11 different guys, but you're really working as one unit and each each part needs to be working properly so that, the you know, the team can succeed. And so that's just kind of what I thought is like, I'm just another part in, in the machine and I want to help it run as best as I can. And so that's that's a big thing. It was it was awesome playing, uh, you know, behind, behind guys like are in front of guys like JT and, uh, you know, like Chris James, Taiwan Deal, those those guys and uh, just just an honor. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so you mentioned Alec Engel. Uh, what was it like when you first got to Madison? Um, you know, kind of like you just arrived on campus, and and were there any upperclassmen who took you under their wing? Like, like maybe uh, could you just maybe expand off off that a little more? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Alex, a guy that's going to be there for you anytime you need it. You're going to ask. He's going to be there. He's going to have an answer for you and motivate you. Uh, but I really. I really regret that I didn't take the steps earlier on, you know, to uh, reach out to coaches, reach out to guys like Ingold and, you know, ask, like pick their brain and ask them because, you know, this is a business, this is college, you're a big boy now. So it it was up to me and I I didn't take those steps right away. And so I I was kind of waiting for something to come and that's where I went wrong. So if, if, if I could have like go back freshman year, I would say, um, let's, let me, like, let me grab this. Let me go take this instead of waiting for it to come to me. But uh, I guess, uh, some, one guy that took me under his wing, Chris Orr, he was, uh, yeah. you, you know, you, you've, you've talked to Chris, he'd have him on here, but he's just a really charismatic guy. A and, legendary uh, leader. From what yeah. I've legendary heard. leader. He's really outgoing, really vocal. So he took Leo and I under his wing and just, you know, um, helped us with the motivation of where we want to go and how how to do things. He really set a good, he led by example, I should say. And so just seeing guys like that is uh, very motivating for young players. Man, you know what you just made me think of is uh, we were just talking about your guys' high school experiences and it's like, talk about polar opposites. Like Chris Orr was playing that Texas football (laughs) against Kyler Murray in the state championship game in front of Lord knows how many people. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then there's good old Wisconsin and guess what? You guys both, uh, found your way into the same team and that's really cool. That's kind of what makes it such a special university is the Badgers pull from all over and they develop from all over too. Um, so how about this, John, what do you remember most about your camp Randall debut? Um, I just, so, I mean, the feeling coming out of, uh, so after warmups and whatnot, and, uh, the, the clock hits zero, we come out after the national anthem and just the, the whole atmosphere at Camp Randall is something that, you know, you'll remember for the rest of your life and the feeling that you get when you're running out of the tunnel with, you know, with, with all your boys and, uh, bands playing, it's just, it's really a surreal feeling, especially coming from, 
you know, the cornfield playing football. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an amazing moment the first time. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I like to ask the question is because truly like how many people have experienced that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. running out in just such an electric way in the stadium. Um, so kind of taking it back to what you, what you touched on a little bit, Wisconsin's always produced talented running backs. Uh, what was it like just blocking for a guy like JT and what makes him so special? So, I mean, uh, what's really special about JT is, um, so we're all blocking for him, you know, I'm blocking, I got a lead on the linebacker and I, I block him, whatever I, I get him to one side and one side or the other. And, and you just know that a guy like JT behind you, no matter what kind of block you throw, maybe he leans off to the right or to the left or you're right down the middle, he's going to make you right. And so just having that confidence, him having that confidence in me and me having that confidence in him, in him it just really opened things up. So I can rely on him to uh, cut off the block wherever I make it. And so just with that pure talent and confidence, it just opens up a whole new world of uh, what can we do and how can we get better. Yeah, I mean, that's actually really interesting because I like to ask that question as well. Uh, and, and it's always interesting to hear like the different answers, but that's the first time we've ever heard something like that. So, so thanks for sharing that kind of expanding off that a little bit, you know, it's never easy to replace one of these legends, uh, but it's looking like Jalen Berger might be that next guy in line to definitely not, you know, do everything JT did, but, but maybe just be that next man up. And I know you guys were, you know, you weren't, you didn't share a ton of time uh, in the locker room together, but, but like, is, could you just talk about him for a second? Like what excites you about him? Like what you noticed kind of uh, being his teammate for a little bit and, and looking towards the future. Is your business struggling to find new customers? Does your sales team wish they had more quality leads? If so, it's time to talk to Every Door Digital. With Every Door Digital's multi-channel approach, your best prospects will see your marketing message everywhere they turn. Highly targeted ads in their mailbox, their inbox, or their smartphones, and their favorite social channels, of course. For an affordable source of sales leads, appointments, and new customers, visit everydoordigital.com today. Uh, but it's looking like Jalen Berger might be that next guy in line to definitely not, you know, do everything JT did, but but maybe just be that next man up. And I know you guys were, you know, you weren't, you didn't share a ton of time uh, in the locker room together, but, but like, is, could you just talk about him for a second? Like what excites you about him? Like what you noticed kind of uh, being his teammate for a little bit and, and looking towards the future? Yeah, no, uh, Jalen's, you know, he's an insanely talented, gifted athlete. Uh, he's someone that, you know, he, he's gonna, if he gets some open field, he's going for it. And he's got a lot of everything you could want in a tailback. So he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. Um, and so just being a young player, it's now the next step is, uh, gaining that trust of your teammates and, and knowing which qualities and your teammates, like you can use and you can, uh, play off of. And so a lot of that being a young player, you know, um, just gaining the trust, gaining the, gaining the confidence, uh, in himself. Cause at the end of the day, we're, we're all a team. We believe in him and, uh, I know he's going to have a great career here. And so I guess the, uh, the biggest thing is, um, getting his confidence up and knowing that he can play at the level maybe that other tailbacks here did and had success in. Absolutely. And, and, and like you mentioned earlier, it's definitely a unit effort. So the fullbacks, the line, 
Uh, we have every confidence that he's going to do some great things and it's going to be a team effort in doing them. How about this, John? Kind of a playing off the theme here, maybe a little bit of fullback theme. What's your favorite part about Big Ten football? Um, I I guess at the end of the day, it's pretty – you're down in the dirt and it's going to be a physical all-out battle. Uh, I mean, you can go – you can play against any Big Ten team and you know when it's conference play, you're going to get their all. And so just that level of competition in conference play is huge and it's always physical and it's always fast. Uh, and just so just that, uh, you know, that grind during a game, because, you know, most of the time you're going to go all four quarters with these guys. And so that level of competition is just huge and it's exhilarating and it's uh, just a grind throughout the entire game. And it's, it's fun. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, how about this? The Badgers have rostered some very, very, very talented defensive players and pass rushers throughout the years. Talking about guys like JJ, TJ, Bo Allen, Keanu Benton, the list goes on. And so that being said, you're oftentimes a you know a lead blocker going right into the thick of things, clearing the way. Uh, who's the best Wisconsin defensive player you've ever kind of like gone up against, blocked? Uh, and, and you know, if you say your brother, you know that's a that's a acceptable answer too. But uh, yeah, can you talk about that for a sec? Yeah. Uh, so I guess there's two different kinds of like difficulty for me when blocking. It's um, do I have to get really physical and you know lay the boom, or am I going to try to get proper placement and you know finesse someone? Um, and so I guess the hardest physically to block for me. Uh, was probably Chris Orr, just because, you know, every single time he's running 100% downhill, when he sees me steps, or when he sees me step to the side and come down, he's coming full speed at me and hit me right on the chin. And so physically, yeah, he would be the probably the toughest guy. And, uh, you know, Leo's not far behind, like you said, because Leo, he knows me, he knows, he knows what, you, like, yeah. what I what I tend to do. And so it's, it's gotten to be a battle uh, in practice with him. But I mean, overall, another guy, I guess was right up there was Van Ginkle and mm-hmm. you, you don't, you never really think it from watching him. Cause he's not, you know, aggressive, physical kind of tear you apart kind of guy. But I, there's this one time freshman year, I, I go to kick him out on a uh, power or power play and I go, and I think I'm doing well. I think I got him blocked. And before you know it, he's on the ball carrier and he has this way of finessing people and just getting in position to make you think you're winning, but really using that against you. And so that's just another different part or a different kind of player that, uh, you know, you got to study and start to learn the routine. So just two very different kinds of players that are uh, very difficult in my mind. Yeah, that's a great answer. How about this? Who's the best defensive player not on the Badgers you've gone up against and had to, you know, throw that block for or just, you know, protect the quarterback against or whatever it might be? Um, I saw uh, number 32, Ohio State, tough Borland. He was he was very good. Um, he was a common, kind of a combination of both those things I just talked about. So he'll he'll come and try to lay the boom, but he's also very very quick, um, light on his feet, and he'll try to get around you. So he's uh, a player I really respect and um, had a heck of time, had a heck of a time blocking uh, in the couple of games I played against him. Nice, nice. Um, so. I guess this could go a variety of ways, John, but could you share with your, with our listeners, a skill or technique you're working to get better at, whether that's on the field or off the field? Um, I guess one big thing is uh, film study and reading 
what's coming next. And so my preparation in that is something I really wanted to improve on. Um, and just getting the extra knowledge, maybe, um, this guy's lower, the corner's playing low. Um, so the Sam's going to, you know, come off the edge. It's just those things like the preparation before the game that I really want to improve coming into next year. And you could also just talk for me. I mean, you could always talk about techniques. So is it, is it, am I hop, am I hopping before I'm blocking? Am I not throwing my arm correctly? So a lot of those things play into it, but you know, the big thing is my preparation and uh, my confidence in my technique. Yeah, I like that. Uh, things that, like you said, are in your control. And as you know, as the years go by and people just gain experience, it's, it's really that's everything. You know, control you can control, and the rest will will happen as it does. Uh, how about this, John? If you were to describe John Janelle's personal brand, how would you describe it? Um, I'd say physical. Uh... Um, just gritty, uh, all at you. I'm like, basically I, I want my brand. If I had to establish it would be a physical presence and something that a player that's at the back of your mind during every play. So I want to be someone that's like, okay, where's this guy out in the field? I got to make sure, you know, he's not coming to block me. I want to be the player that everyone thinks in the back of their mind at all times. And so just establishing that presence, um, that physical presence is really huge for me. Nice. And how about this? Uh, do you keep in touch with any of the badges in the NFL? I know you mentioned Alec Ingold. Uh, yeah, I guess can you just talk talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, no, I've uh, definitely reached out to Alec a few times and uh, him and I have had some ongoing conversations, uh, just picking his brain a little bit, like we said earlier, just keeping that uh, progression going. And so I want to learn as much as I can from a guy who perfected the position essentially here. Um, and just has set a great example. And so I just, Alec, I've talked to quite a bit. Um, Chris or I've talked to a few times. And so uh, it's really, uh, really good hearing from those guys that have, you know, had that much success uh, in football. Yeah, that's that's one of the consistent themes we hear is just like guys do tend to keep in touch. And, and it is one of those things where, you know, hey, they might be seemingly, you know, a little more busy because it, you know, they're, they're playing football or they're in their careers or whatever it may be, but it always seems like the lines are open and it's just nothing but love either way. And uh, it's just like a mark of, you know, good culture, good program culture. So that kind of wraps up our main portion. And now we're going to move on to a section called the lightning round where I ask you a bunch of quick hitter questions. And all you have to do is keep the answers to one or two sentences. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Alrighty, so here we go. First question: What's your go-to meal lately? Um, my fiance makes a killer pork chop casserole. Man, that is a gift that's going to keep on giving. How about this? <laughs> Who's a musical artist you've been listening to a lot this year? Um, shoot, I don't know. I don't really have a preference. I listen to a lot of stuff. How about this first one that comes to your mind? Um, Morgan Wallen. Okay. Uh, Apple Music or Spotify? Spotify. What about a good book you've read? Um, let's see. Uh, Hatchet, I guess, by Gary Paulson. <laughs> I actually <laughs> read that. I read that in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking, I was like, what's a really interesting book? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. That, that's funny. I actually read a few of those books. Um, seems like a lot of kids did. Uh, favorite class you've ever taken? Um, gotta be AP Psych in high school, I guess. Going back there. <laughs> okay. Next place you want to visit? Um, probably Hawaii. What's your favorite sport outside of football? Uh, basketball, for sure. And if you could start or pursue any charity, what would it be? Um, I guess it would be it'd be somewhat something focused on inner city redevelopment and funding. Nice. And we always like to wrap up our show this way. How's the family? How is John Chanel, the person doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I am living life right now. So I'm getting married in June uh, to my beautiful fiance, Hallie. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be an amazing time. Big year. Man, congratulations. Uh, that's, that's really special. And, and it's just something good that, you know, has come out of, come out of all this. And, uh, so that, that wraps things up for today. We want to thank John for coming on the show. John, any final thoughts? Uh, no, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. And thank you for listening, Badgers fans. If you enjoyed this episode, want to help support the show, easiest ways to do that are simply tell a friend, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Any of those things goes a long way. And if you're on Twitter, that's a great way to connect with us and other Badger fans as well. You can find us at Ike underscore Badgers, where we post analysis, highlights, scores, and more. And we keep it pure sports without the politics. So, John, uh, do you want to tell the listeners the easiest way to get in touch with you? Um, yeah, I mean, you could always shoot me a DM on Instagram. Uh, I usually respond to most of them, so I'm really available that way. Nice. And lastly, if you're an athlete or business and want to talk branding, send us an email at welcome to Ike at gmail.com. A lot of exciting things to come. My name is KJ Ike said, this has been another great episode of the Ike Badges podcast with John Chanel until next time. Badges fans. We're out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. The Badgers and Friends series, we're excited that you're here and we thank you again for listening. If you want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's how we can continue to give great value to you. Badgers fans, more great episodes on the way. Until next time, on Wisconsin. You are now listening to Airwave from Ike Music.
Struggling with the time change Cause I 